Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Hello and welcome to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and for the next roughly hour or so, if you so desire, you're Living Well Empowerment Agent. And yes, I have another spectacular guest that I get to play with today. And wow, it is already November. So happy November, everybody. <laughs> and what's really fun is my guest today is actually from Australia. So she's having a spring November and we're having a fall November, which I think is just really cool that there's like it's so much difference going on around the world. And how lucky are we that we can play on a platform here at A2Zen that we can actually be in different parts of the globe and be talking and having a conversation and enjoying each other's company on things like this radio show. So thank you everyone for joining us now and in the future. And my guest today is talking with me about extroverting your introvert. And we have the amazing Vanessa Talbot today. And what we're playing with is, do you refer to yourself as an introvert? And have you found it challenging to get out in the world and make something of yourself? Or is it frustrating or exhausting? to put yourself out there? And how do you build a successful business in the world if you would really rather not be around all those people? <laughs> so we're going to dive right in with Vanessa Talbot. Hi, Vanessa. How are you, lovely? Hi, Keisha. I'm well. <laughs> morning here. <laughs> yes, good morning. And, and then we're here in an early evening over in the States. So how does it get even funner? Um, Vanessa, let's tell you. Let's tell folks a little bit about you. There's, you could read pages and pages and pages about Vanessa on her website, which we will give you in a little while here in the show. Um, but really, Vanessa, I met Vanessa through really Facebook. Um, there was this, there is this fabulous group Vanessa has, and um, she is the host of and creator of on Facebook. And um, I kind of found that group and joined in and then I was just totally amazed Vanessa with what you're creating and what you're doing and what you're choosing and being in the world and the the really fun bit is or one of the really fun bits is Vanessa really refers to herself as an introvert <laughs> don't you Vanessa <laughs> I do and people find that surprising <laughs> I did I have to say um and you you seem to have created this really fabulous kind of ebb and flow of what is what that it really works for you and um mm. when I first went to your website and I landed on some of your um well I went to your about page and I got to see some of your photos of your beautiful property and your amazing critters that you have and that you get to play with every day. I was just, I, I was in awe. And I was like, that's kind of like my dream life. <laughs> so, wow. So, I don't know. I'm like, where do we want to start? Let's just kind of jump in wherever we want to start. Do you want to tell folks a little bit about yourself <laughs> in your own words? <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose, as I said, most people do find it surprising that I do call myself an introvert. Um, but I seriously am. Like, I like nothing better than to 
permit here on my country property where I am right now today. It's where I spend most of my time and I, I um, you know, I really hesitate at heading to the city where there's lots of people and getting out and about and, and putting on seminars and events because I've got to be around people. I really do prefer to be at home uh, in nature with my animals or critters as you call them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you have quite a collection. You have some ponies, you have some kangaroos, you have some birds, um, a, a beautiful cornucopia of nature and and beautiful creatures that you get to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with every day. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I have. Uh, it radiates between, gravitates between, say, twenty. I've got around twenty-five at the moment, I think, animals, but it can move any shift <laughs> depending on the kangaroos who come wow. and go. Can shift any between you know 20 to 30 mm-hmm. uh, since the kangaroos once they grow up they do tend to leave home wow that is just see it's enchanted <laughs> to me that's just totally enchanted i love that so you have a fantastic uh book that you collaborated with you you created it um and it and you have collaborating authors that contributed um mm. it's called extraordinary you the art of living a lusciously spirited vibrant life and every time I read that title, it's so yummy to me. Um, and I love your story. I love what you share, that you actually have lived quite a, what we would call in conventional terms, high-powered life um, for part of your, to- your life. And so, so what, where, did you always have the introvert kind of preferences, even as oh, a child? Absolutely. I was I was incredibly shy in school. And yet the funny thing was, as I look back in my primary school, I was still one of the leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, I was incredibly shy. Like couldn't stand up in front of people in front of the class. Um extremely shy. Um wow. and my high powered life wasn't that high powered. Like I was in the mining industry and I did run a big mining company, but I didn't mm-hmm. have to leave my house to run that. So it suited me fine for the mm-hmm. ten odd years that I ran that company. Because Mm -hmm. I could just stay at home here and work in my office. I didn't have to ever leave (laughs) my house. (laughs) You you seem to be quite a potent creator to be able to put it together in a way that it works for you, which I also really love and admire. Um, But yeah, to many of us, that's like a really big deal, even though you were at home. And I I know in in your book, you you talk about, um, for a while, you, was your office at home? Is that where you're talking about going into the office? yeah, my I, office was at home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I didn't. I never had to leave my property. It's pretty much how I've made my life now with what I do now with the coaches. Um, exactly the same thing. You know, like you said, I create it so that I can have it the way I want to. So I can still make some impact, yet work it within um, within my preferred way of being. And that's really what I wanted to play with today. It's like. I know there are a lot of people, and you have worked with a lot of people who are mm. really of that preference that, you know, it's like, do I really have to go out and talk to people? <laughs> and yet, to build a business, you do kind of need to communicate with some folks, um, depending on the business you're building. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. And and so, thankfully, we also have in this day and age some fabulous technology that really uh, empowers us to communicate with, from the comfort of our home, such as what we're doing right here. You are at your home, I'm at my home, and our producer, Rio, is at her home, and we're all creating this virtual 
show, this conversation via this virtual platform, which I'm finding to be really awesome um, and like a whole new world to explore. Um, so would you say that all of the people you work with have really been more in that introvert um, sort of category? No, no, not all of them. Um, okay. I do tend to attract them because obviously mm -hmm. they look at me and they see me, you know, because I, I do openly admit to being a hermit, um, mm -hmm. probably enjoying the company of my animals and my quiet solitude, maybe more than I do heaps and heaps of people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, being an introvert, you don't particularly like being around a lot of people. Um, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, they are drawn to me for that reason because I think that they see that I've managed to um, create this business. And, I, you know, I had a big business before as well. But mm -hmm. be able to, to operate it in the way that suits me. Um, I do attract, I have worked with some people that are naturally very, very charming and extroverts and they just seem to able to work a room and work a crowd. Mm -hmm. um, so I do get 50-50 because they were going along to the hay house there we stuff. Go. Yeah. And yeah, we missed what you just were saying. Can you say that again? Oh, okay. It's I originally started working out with new authors. Mm. And they were all saying, you know, authors can tend to be quite an introverted lot, writers. Mm -hmm. they, they like their solitude. And what got me started working with them, they were saying things like, I don't want to build a platform and be a public figure because read uh, Tracy at Hay House, you know, Hay House Publishing and all the books mm -hmm. through Hay House, saying to them in the conferences and that that they were attending, um, you have to build yourself as a public figure. We won't sign you unless you've got a following and an audience. And they were all having heart attacks about this because it was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be putting myself out there. I don't want to be a public figure. All I want to do is write. And they couldn't figure out that to actually make their book a success, they mm -hmm. actually had to become a public figure and build a tribe. So that's when I first started working with uh, people who had to work out how they were going to become known even though they didn't think that they could do it. Wow. Yeah, that would seem like a, a rather large mountain to have to climb, wouldn't it? <laughs> when you're an introvert, as many writers are, you know, they, they do just yeah. like to write and say themselves. It was a yeah. big, big, like you say, mountain for them. They just could not even fathom. So that's how I started working wow. with um, helping people basically step into the spotlight uh, and, and use that spotlight when they're in it and then be able to go back to being who they naturally are as well. I love that. I love the way you phrase that. Um, when you and I were visiting before, when we were kind of playing with choosing the topic, um, we were briefly talking about being what energies are required throughout the different things that you are choosing and creating. And I love that, because uh, I get that a lot of people can easily go into making themselves wrong for being introverted. And and I've never seen that as a wrongness. I, I have very much the hermit tendencies myself. Um, and there are days that I really don't want to talk to people. And yet I make very much my living by talking to people, <laughs> whether that's in person or on camera or through the radio or, you know. And so, so I love that what this whole extroverting, your introvert, it's like it's not about – changing you into something you're not. And that's part of what I really appreciate with the work that I see you doing. It's like you're really, you seem to be really working with each individual and inviting them to find, as you said, what works for them. So 
where is a place that you find you typically begin? Like, is there something that that is like a great first step for most people who are going to be listening to this conversation um, that you would usually that you typically suggest to begin with? Is there a general first step, or does it depend on who you're talking to? Depends on who I'm talking to and what their goals are. But in generally, um, for a business sense, you know, particularly as I said, I work uh, exclusively with coaches and authors. Um, one of the first things that I want them to do is take baby steps because throwing yourself when you're a, you're an introvert into thinking you've got to just jump in front of a crowd and be a life of the party <laughs> isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, so one of the first things I get them to do is maybe do something like this, you know, get onto a radio show where you're talking one-on-one with someone like you, mm-hmm. um, yet you've got listeners, but they, mm-hmm. they don't have to actually be conversing and entertaining all the listeners it's like they're just having a conversation yeah and they yeah. can't see the listeners as well so it's not like they're yeah. setting themselves up in front of a big <laughs> so that kind of helps or not even even that is a big step for many because they think of all the eyes that may be listening to them <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, well and you you know we really are very aware and and i part of what i get on the days that i'm just like sort of acutely uh, aware of like so much going on in the world, it can, there's actually an intensity. And so when, you know, even being on this radio, getting my sort of acclimation phase was really being able to work with my awareness of the people listening and a lot of charge around different topics we might be talking about. And then, you know, finding the way to be at ease with continuing the conversation and not necessarily really getting fixated on who might be having a particular point of view about what we're saying. And yeah, so this is a great platform to do that. So, yeah. so, so it's a good place to start. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just to get, and the other thing I would often say to, um, to, to newbies as well is to, Find local community groups like Rotary. I'm not sure what you've got there in America, mm-hmm. but here in Australia, uh, Rotary and there's you know mothers groups and that. Just depending on your audience and just getting used to going along and having doing little bits of speaking to small groups of say ten people. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to just kind of play with what is your comfort zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And. Well, uh, when I started, Keisha, I couldn't even speak to anyone. I was just I about to ask that. <laughs> no, wow. I wouldn't have been able to. Like five years ago, actually six years ago now, I, it's almost six that I started um, this journey. So, you know, I got chucked out of my company when I divorced. My husband and I got divorced and I just had to do something else and I was always attracted to the personal development area. So I just decided, well, I'm going to go and do coaching. <laughs> just like that, you know. <laughs> Um, and and then it was like, wow, okay, so I'm a coach. <laughs> how am I going to get clients? Um, and I had to had to work out how I was going to do it. And I did it all, you know, I worked it all out myself. Um, but I remember having coaching sessions because in our um, in our training, we had to get coached by the other student coaches. Mm-hmm. So not only did we have to coach, but we had to ha- we had to be coached as well for them to practice mm-hmm. on. And I remember the the major topic I was getting coached on was the fact that I couldn't go and network. I was too scared to work to walk in a room of strangers because I didn't know very many people because I'm not a mixer in my town, so I didn't mix with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't walk into a room, Keisha, for a networking event. 
Wow. Because I was too scared. There was people around and I was too scared. And that was five years ago. I couldn't do it. And that's what I got coaching around. Wow. From a student coach. So it didn't make a massive amount of difference, but I did just eventually end up doing it and just got better and better at it. Yeah, yeah. Because just look at you now. You're doing your own videos, your own interviews, lots of public work, you know, on camera and through different venues. And you have a real ease and grace with all of that that I think is quite lovely. And so it is amazing to know that there was a moment that you couldn't step into that room or in front of those people. Wow. And even in primary school and high school, you know, if you have to stand up in front of the class mm-hmm. to give a presentation, I would just mm-hmm. go bright red, actually, absolutely fall at the knees and just couldn't do it because I couldn't get anything out because you're just too shy and, and too scared and the eyes looking at you, the eyes, Keisha. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it can be a little intimidating. Wow. Expecting faces. <laughs> yeah. home and get my brilliance and I'll phone it in. <laughs> I love that. Oh, and and wow, it, it part of what I like to play with. Um I'm a lot of the conversations I have, I love to look at the energy of like what's going on, you know, kind of beneath or behind the physical thing that's going on. And I do know that a lot of people, at least my experience has been a lot of people who have that um, kind of challenge getting in front of people and putting themselves out in the public, there is a level of awareness. There is an intensity of, uh, some people refer to it as sensitivity. Um, for me, it's just more like, I think it can be a capacity. And, and I I kind of see a way that it is a capacity for you. You're really allowing all of the experiences you've had to give give you that I don't want to say package that sounds really kind of commercial but it it, it is part of the package you've created of what you offer people and you're coming from your experience and there's a real genuine knowing of what it's like to be in those moments and then there's also this knowing that comes across from you that I perceive that is and look what you can step into you know look at you can extract those moments of brilliance and those those things that do work and and make them really shine you know in your life and and create the life that does actually become extraordinary yeah (laughs) yeah and I'm trying to think you know because five years ago I would never have thought that I would be doing anything like this like speaking to you um you know on a on a show and Mm -hmm. you know and I've done a you know, quite a few of these now over the the few years that I've been out and about. And then speaking in front of, I think a couple of years ago, I was one of the speakers for International Women's Day um, event here in Australia. Uh, would never have thought that I would be able to do things like that. And I'm trying to think about what was it that was the switch for me that enabled me to do it? Mm-hmm. Because, But I think it was just a gradual thing. And just starting to own who I am when I let myself shine and then knowing mm. that as an introvert, it takes a lot of our energy to be around a lot of people and to give to a lot of people. 
So mm -hmm. I usually, after doing an event, usually, and this is going to sound crazy, but I usually need to take a full week of recovery after doing a, um, if I have to travel to Sydney or Melbourne um, and I do a big event, I have to come mm -hmm. back and I need about a full week to recover. And that, in that recovery time, that's just being here quiet, alone, and being with my animals. And they feed me, again, this is the nature and the, and the aloneness and being fed by the animals, to then be able to step out again and give again. Yes. Yes, it's that replenishment. Yeah. Yeah, it's that replenishment. And I remember someone saying to me that um, extroverts get their energy from other people and introverts mm -hmm. get it from themselves, which is why they need to retreat to replenish themselves. While extroverts, they come alive when they're in front of people and that's where they get their energy from, which is why they're out there seeking other people all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably, yeah. probably pretty much, yeah. I see a lot of that, I do. And it's interesting because I, I go through phases where I do receive a great deal of um, sort of that rejuvenation, that charge, that generativeness from playing with people in person and then I do have like it's like I switch back and forth or well I maybe that's a cycling instead of a switching but um, then I do have days that it's much more generative to be sitting underneath this huge oak tree in my yard or you know getting my hands in the soil or hanging out with my cats you know um, not having the interaction with a bunch of other people so it is fascinating how each of our systems kind of our, our energetic systems work really differently and that's just yeah. one of the many things that fascinates me about people so <laughs> wow <laughs> so we are actually we're at our first break so let's um let's have a little breather and let folks kind of digest some of what we've been introducing and playing with and and what i'd like to invite folks to over the break is just maybe Take a look at our what really is going on with you. You know, have you called yourself an introvert? Have you called yourself shy? Um, have you have you used those words? Are they reflecting what really goes on for you, or is there is there now a way that we can be tapping into something different and allowing some new energies to begin to show up? Um, that through the course of the rest of our conversation today. Uh, you might have some new insight and awareness about. So just just maybe begin to be present with the question of what what does work for me? If I am really not desiring to be around a lot of people a lot of the time, I wonder what else is possible. Um, and so you are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark. I am here today with the beautiful Vanessa Talbot. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about more of extroverting your introvert. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? 
What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada at 613-800-8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com Now back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I am here today with the amazing Vanessa Talbot, who is a self-proclaimed introvert who functions as extrovert when appropriately uh, necessary and has created an amazing life um, that for, for many of us is like, wow, how incredible is that um, on a beautiful property with nature and beautiful creatures. And you also do some uh, wildlife rehabilitation, do you not, Vanessa? I do. So I'm a wildlife carer as well. So that's how I end up with all the kangaroos and, and possums, <laughs> the uh, array of birds, which you probably heard one here walking away in the background. That's my galah naughty. She has a broken wing. So. Oh, Nothing I can do about her talking. She just likes to join in conversation. Oh, it's always a contribution. I know Lily, my co-pilot in consciousness, has usually got something to say, and she's recorded on probably the majority of my shows. So <laughs> I always appreciate that. Um, so I, I there's a there's kind of a I don't know if we call this a tagline, but you you really have this neat sort of uh, phrase that you've you play with in your work and um, it, I'm going to read it out of the chapter in your book and it's every day is a big opportunity to find the little things that count and I really that there's, there's a yumminess to that um, and it seems to really be pertinent to the conversation we're having so where did what kind of brought you to that place and that space that when that came up for you yeah, look, um, when I was going through the divorce and separation, you know, and, and um, you know, that's a pretty bad place to be. Nobody likes going through that. And especially mm -hmm. when, you know, you're suddenly uh, starting all over again. I basically had to start all over again. So I'd build a big business. Uh, and then, you know, I did literally not have that company. It was just, yes, I had it, and then, then I didn't. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of tough, bad times as you're going through all that sort of stuff. 
And it was just realizing that, you know, just like the squeak of Naughty Now, you can hear her squawking, she's actually squawking to the other cockies that are flying over at the moment. Cockies, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. what we Australians call the cockatoos. Mm -hmm. So they're flying over at the moment. And to me, that's just joyful just to hear the sound of the cockies. Each day, I would look for something because otherwise you could sink down into a very low place. So each day, I made sure that I found something that brought me a smile for the day and then I wrote it down so that then my focus became more on these little things mm. rather than, than the bad things or the big things that were happening with it that were not so great. I was focusing on the little things and I just got through it so much easier because each day I was focused on something to write down in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> that made me smile, made me feel good. And you know, when I added all those up after a two-year journey, it was those little things when I look back that was actually creating my life um, yeah. and creating the joy in my life. And, and that's the way that, that that came in. It was just the little things each day that actually when I look back, made my life big. It wasn't the drama I was going through. It was, you know, a giggle of my little three-year-old daughter or something that would just make me smile instead of listening to, you know, lawyers and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's how I, I just turned that around. It really was just another thing I say is just bring magic into your everyday. There's your cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cat bird, cat bird. Another yeah. And... and <laughs> It, what I so what I kind of wonder is if that applies really nicely also or could apply really nicely with playing with that whole energy of introversion. Um, you know, perhaps like the the little thing if we could find a little thing within us each day or each week or in each of our projects um, that is like something we draw from that we draw that that bit of encouragement or that bit of strength from um do you <clears throat> do you play with that as well like that things about you are there are there characteristics about you that you have been choosing to own or to polish or to really um present more to the public that you find yeah, look, um yeah I, I you know, don't think about it a lot but i think that sometimes it's just a case of just knowing that um you know, I am quiet and, and I do identify myself as shy, but I'm also uh, really able to communicate and talk with people when I'm in that space. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm really able to work a crowd when I'm in that space. Yeah. <laughs> I have to step into that space, though, and, and that's where the difference is. And I think for a lot of introverts, they uh, think that they're not able to do it. You have to be willing to step into that space and just enhance those those parts of you. So if you find that you're able to lead beautiful one-on-one -on -one conversations, which introverts usually can, mm -hmm. um, how about knowing that because you can lead one, you can actually step into the space of being able to lead many. You just won't be doing it all the time <laughs> and you'll need to step back and recover, you know, and, and replenish, mm -hmm. but you can can do it. If you can lead one, you can lead many because it's it's just the way it is. You just have to own that and be able to step into it. Uh, and yeah. that's what I had to learn. And that came with, um, to be honest, just doing it, having yeah. to do it and just doing it. And yeah. then slowly the realization that, hey, I'm actually not too bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd like to get to. Yeah. It's like, did you discover that there were some things that, you know, 
all of us has our has our closet of monsters. <laughs> and so what were some of the things that you discovered about you that, as you were just saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at this. Um, obviously, having conversation is one of them. At least that's, that's what I perceive. Um, but what are some of the ones that – did you have any that kind of surprised you? Um, um, it surprised me that I could stand in front of a whole lot of people and then be relaxed and actually walk, you know, work the room and keep their undivided attention if I was doing a seminar or, or an event and being actually able to read when the attention was going and then be able to bring it back, which before when you are in complete introvert mode and you're stuck in that, you just stand there and you just, uh, uh, you're not reading the crowd, you're not anything. So being able to take myself out of that self-consciousness that we introverts have when we're in that, oh my God, everyone's looking at me, to actually mm -hmm. remove myself from that and actually put my attention on the crowd and how they're reacting was a big mm -hmm. awakening for me that I was able to shift into that space and do that. That was nice. huge. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And what do you, are there things that surprise you with um, the folks you work with? Like, what am I asking? Let's see. Has there been something that has really surprised you as you've developed your practice with um, people who are making that shift, you know, choosing yeah. to step out into the world? Is there is there like something that is a popular belief that's really a myth that you see a lot of folks buying into? Yeah, yeah. Look, one of them right now, I've got a mastermind happening at the moment and I have a, you know, <clears throat> as I said, quite a few of them are probably introverts in there. Excuse me, this is a cough. <laughs> and um, we were giving feedback on one another as you do in, in, in a mastermind so uh, mm -hmm. the other masterminds were giving and there's one there and she is uh, actively coaching and working with introverts and it was like everyone kind of said well when this particular lady I won't name her but she's absolutely amazing um, she doesn't say very much and she doesn't join in very much but by lord when she does say something it's very impactful and very powerful so this introvert lady she sits back she takes it all in she listens and when mm -hmm. she does speak, it's not like she's just speaking all the time, like many people just speak and speak and speak. Mm -hmm. When she does speak, what she speaks is really powerful and everyone takes notice and listens. So she's wow. used her, her introversion in a really powerful way in doing it that way. So she won't speak very often, but mm -hmm. when she does, it's something very powerful that she has to say and everyone notices. And I think that's for wow. her... That's her power and, and how she'll she'll take and, and progress and, and start to lead as well from that. Beautiful. Yeah. I love how there's really no wrong way to do this. No. You know? no and no. that's always been one of my favorite things to play with is, well, if there was no wrong answer or wrong way, what else could we do to make this fun? Or how could we make this fun for us? And And I also love how, as you were just, this person you were just talking about, you know, is a beautiful example of, I look about, I, I think of it like as in nature, you know, there's different elements and different ways that they come together in nature. And in some places, there's a lot of water and a little bit of trees and maybe some stone and it's very windy. And then in other places, there's more wood in, in bigger trees with less water, maybe a small stream. Um, and a lot of leaves and not very much stone and a very light breeze. And yet in each, in each of those places, you can have such profound moments. And I look at how each of us is an element. You know, we bring our own recipe of elements, but we're also 
an element that we're contributing to an environment. And as you were talking about this lady, it made me kind of, it gave me this visual of how we really do come together and create such uniquely beautiful um, recipes or combinations of of our energies. And it, I love what that creates with each different meeting, like with each of your mastermind um, gatherings. Uh, have any two of them gone anywhere near similar? <laughs> um, look, I always just say, and this is my work, my work is to find in each and every person what is unique about them and what makes them shine. And for introverts, they they often, because they're so busy being introverted and shy, they often don't realize that they can have impact and people do want to listen to them because usually when an introvert speaks, um, they only say what they really need to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's pretty true. You know, we're not, not people that just talk and talk and talk. Of course, we can switch it on when we're doing, you know, conversations like this and, and we can start talking about stuff in... in, in that. But in general, if I was to go to a party or a crowd, I'm not going to lead the conversation. Um, so my my job is just finding what is unique in each person and what is um, what attracts people to them, and then make that shine. And then I help them step into it. And it's just a process where, as they get used to doing it, um, then they just start to believe in themselves. And that is the process of being able to say, okay, I'm introvert now. But I can step into being an extrovert. And you'll probably never be a true, true extrovert. <laughs> um, and, and that's a fact because, you know, we're all, you know, there's two different types of people. You're introvert or one. But you can certainly enhance that side of you that loves to shine or enhance that side of you that enables yourself to shine because everyone has the right to get their brilliance out into the world and use it in whatever way they want to. So, you know, for most I of the people I'm with... That. Yeah, obviously they want to make a difference. Yes. And and you can't make a difference unless you're prepared to stand out. Um, But you have to find the ways that you're comfortable with standing out. And as I said, often it doesn't come straight away, but it comes with practice as you begin to own um, who you are, what your message is, and what difference it is that you want to make in the world. And that's when, um, particularly with the coaches and the authors, that's when they start to believe in themselves and then the introversion starts to change into the fact that, hey, I do have a voice and I can use it in a really, really great way. And when we focus more on um, the change that we're making, we can stop the hang-ups about ourselves. Yes, beautiful. I, I just love what you said. Everyone has a right to get their brilliance out into the world. I, I We talk about that a lot on this show, and I've I've never heard it phrased that way, and that was such a a potency in that. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we're about to come up on our next break. And I, I kind of would love to talk about when we come back, I think for a lot of people, that's one of those stumbling blocks or tripping points is really kind of getting to what is my message. Um, so I would I would really kind of like to play with a little bit around that, if you're comfortable doing that when we get back. Um, yeah, sure. And then I definitely want to tell people about how folks can get in touch with you. And I think you also have this a fantastic offering, um, if that is available to everyone. Um, I would love to let folks know where they can find that, too. So, um, yes, how – oh, this is just so 
yummy. Thank you, Vanessa. Um, so you're listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. This is Keisha Clark here with Vanessa Talbot. We're talking about extroverting your introvert in whatever way it works for you and how fantastic is that. And we will be back in just a few moments. Thanks, folks. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736, in the U.K. at 033-0001, 0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome forward to the next segment of Living Well here on a2zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, your host, and I am talking today with the delightful Vanessa Talbot, who uh, I believe is we could call you a miracle worker with many folks, <laughs> Vanessa. Maybe you could, we could say you invite the miracle of people to, to actually uh, shine more in their lives. Um, Cause I, I, I really appreciate and enjoy the attention that you you actually give to the Facebook group that you have. Um, you really, for me, there's some really beautiful, you have a theme day each day of the week, a theme rather, each day of the week. And I just love the energy of this group. And the group is called Coaches, Office Entrepreneurs, Step Into the Spotlight. Um, and, and that is for all coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs that may want to join. Can we be inviting them to find that on Facebook, Vanessa? Yeah, I just need to type in um, um, 
coaches, authors, entrepreneurs step into the spotlight. Cool. Um, and right. They should find it. Just ask to join, and I most happily add you. Yay. I think we're almost up to, we're getting close to 7,000. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm on Facebook and it says 6,761. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, and it's overnight. There's huge, I think I'm adding around 350 a week. That's so amazing. each morning when I get up, um, there's usually quite a few to add. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that is um, mainly bona fide people as well because I do check out all the profiles. You to do. Make sure that they're not. Yeah, I do. To make sure they're not fancy ones. Yeah, that's one of the things that impresses me. So is you somehow are able to mind, you know, attend this group in a way that really keeps the energy of it more, um, I guess we could say authentic. Um, it's it's just a really yummy group. And for all of you coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs who may want to come check that out, please do find it on Facebook. Um, and you have your website as well where folks can find you. Uh, is is that the best place for folks to go, Vanessa? Yeah, if they're not in the group, the website, they can find me. There's a um, contact form there, which is very easy just to flick me an email that way as well. So that's extraordinarybeans.com um, and that's beans as in human beans, not um, green beans or something. <laughs> Some people get it wrong. Extraordinary beans, you know. Beans, yes. B-E-I-N-D-S. <laughs> but I need to say in my Aussie accent and I just say extraordinary beans and the good people don't be B-E-I-N-S. I never thought about that. That's funny. This could be a great gardening site, but... Oh, funny. Yes, and we will have the link, uh, extraordinarybeings.com. The link will be on the replay page. So for everybody listening uh, to the replays, just scroll down and you will be able to click on that link and it will take you to Vanessa's website. And um, we may even be able to put the Facebook link to the group on there as well. Um, so do look for that. It is on the page wherever you're listening. And so the question of what is my message, what is my gift that I bring to the world, is that is that kind of a biggie in what you work with with people? Yeah, that's the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if you're just trying to build a profile and put yourself out of it, but you've got nothing to say and nothing to stand on, it's not going to go very far. And that's what I'm saying. With my introverts, they can shy away because the fact is they really don't have anything... Um, they don't have a reason for putting themselves out there. Do you know what I mean? Mm, so once mm -hmm. we establish a bona fide reason and something that's really helpful and they feel like they're contributing to the world and making a difference in the way that they want to, then the reason is bigger than our shyness. And then we're I able to that. step into that space when, we, when we're out there shining. And then when we need to, we can step back to being who, I, who we am. So if anyone would to see me now when I'm around the house and you know and I just might go into my local town mm -hmm. um, you know I'm always in tracky jackies no makeup messy hair look an absolute shocker <laughs> but then when I'm on show the makeup goes on the hair's on the sparkles the bling and that helps me step into that place it's yeah. almost like a costume but it's still part of yeah. me Tisha. yeah that's mm. what I was kind of getting yeah yeah, but it's like a costume, and when I put that costume on, and most of it includes high heels. <laughs> I did read that you like shoes, yes. <laughs> when I put those shoes on and that costume, so to speak, I then become the person that is giving to the world, 
but then I can retreat back to the person who doesn't care except for just being at home alone with my family and my animals and then I'm giving to the wildlife that I'm caring for yeah. in my hermit stage. So I'm able to swap between the two places but they're both me, like they're both a part of me. Mm -hmm. I've just been able to bring out and enhance in me that other side of me that has a bigger place in the world than perhaps being the little hermit girl who I has her place that. as well. Mm. Yeah, well, and you know what's really awesome is that both of those actually contribute to the world. You know, when you're with yes, your wildlife, that's just so beautiful how that works, you know, how that is. Yes. I've always thought that was really awesome. Um, so I like the, the maybe that would be a hot tip we could offer folks is uh, a way to begin to play with stepping out into the world, you know, finding maybe an outfit that, or if it, even if it's just a particular jacket or a pair of shoes, um, mm. we we might could ask Vanessa about shoes <laughs> um, that you put on that kind of you know really starts to activate that energy for you of confidence of oh I have something to to present to the world I have a little something to offer and and this outfit makes me more comfortable to be able to present that you know maybe that is one of the ways folks could begin to play with that. Um, do you have any particular steps for folks who may not have an idea of what their message is? They just like, they know that they like writing about a certain subject or they maybe don't know that they like writing about a certain subject yet. Are, do you have some particular questions that you use to kind of get those juices flowing? Yeah, what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> People are confusing and complicating it and it's really that simple. If you could say one thing to the world, what would it be? And most of us have got something and, and if you're someone like me, you've got a million things that you want to say to the world. <laughs> um, and that's it. And when you find that one area that you're passionate about and that where you really want to make a change and a difference, um, whether you're working, you know, one-on-one -on -one life coaching or whether you're going and, and, and writing a book that you want to have people to read or mm -hmm. whether you're going and working in corporate or, um, you know, um, what do you call it, um, um, charity or something like that. Whatever mm. it is, you do have something that you want to say to the world. There isn't a person out there that if they were to reach inside them, does not have something that they want to be able to say and to express that they hope will make a difference. Mm. That's just like a yummy cup of coffee right there, <laughs> what you just said. Um, wow. The energy of that is just beautiful to me. And and thank you for making the point that it, it doesn't have to be complicated because really – how easy is it for us to make it complicated? Like we have to say this really profound something when, you know, those people that really impact us mostly can be the ones who say something really simple or maybe don't even say anything at all. They just offer us this beautiful smile that changes our day, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And that's all it is. It, it really is stop trying to be, um, complicated or, or different or smart, just what do you want to say? Because when you have something that you so achingly want to say to the world, so when I started out, because I started out in the coaching industry 
first thing I did was do the book. And my uh, what I wanted to say was live extraordinary, you know. It's the little things that make a life big and find the magic in your everyday. That's what I wanted to wow. say. It really was quite simple. And wow. now that I've progressed into, you know, because I did get a lot of people coming to me and it started out with the author. Um, and now I work a lot with coaches as well. Mm-hmm. It's now you know, my 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 thing that I want to say to them is be seen, be heard. You know, step out into the spotlight. Just yeah. have something to say. It doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, the more simple it is, the easier it is for people to take that on board. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was just kind of tapping into. It's like it, often it, it doesn't have to be really big, huge. It, it, the, the, it's kind of like your your um, statement of. Um, Oh gosh, I oh, I'm going to murder it. So let me find it. Every day is a big opportunity to find the little things that count. It's it kind of goes along with that. It's like, what if it is the little things that create the bigness of our lives? Indeed. You know, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we have about two minutes. <laughs> and is there any question? Any something? You, you've said a lot of amazingly brilliant things, and thank you so much for coming to play with me on my show. And I'm I'm just so grateful that we're getting to do this. Um, so, is there anything that you haven't gotten to say that you would love to say in our last minute and a half? <laughs> I just want to say to introverts that um, it doesn't necessarily, you know, for some of you, you may not feel the need that you need to be out there, and that's fine. Um, and some people are just happy. But if you are feeling uncomfortable with being shy and you feel that it's it's awkward and stuff like that, then do find that place within yourself where you can discover the other qualities that you have inside yourself because that's what I had to do. I had to find out what was that, what else was inside me and then let it rise up so that it can take space with your beautiful introversion because introversion is a beautiful thing because, mm-hmm. you know, we have a nice, quiet, soft energy and people are actually drawn to that. Yeah, yeah, very much Just so. as we think everyone's drawn to the life of the party, that's not necessarily so. Some people are drawn to the beautiful, soft energy as well. Yeah. Yet, there's also this place where there are other qualities with inside you as well and just find out what they are and just get used to being allowed, allowing them to come to the surface. And at first it will feel uncomfortable. Wow. But you'll get, start getting used to it when you start feeling this is fun. If you start I feeling it's it. fun, you know, I enjoy this. You know, I wouldn't have done this five years ago, but I enjoy chatting with you or anyone else. I enjoy yeah. getting up on a stage. In that moment, I enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. We're down to our last 10 seconds, and I just want to say again, thank you, Vanessa. And, yes, everyone, if you want to replay the show, just practice flexing those muscles softly. <laughs> thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for listening in today to uh-huh. Living Well with your host, <laughs> Keisha <everybody>. Clark. <laughs> you are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease?